The Playmakers Blog presents Fire on High. Featuring your host, Tyler O. What's going on, everyone? You're tuning in to the Fire on High podcast, and I am Tyler Ginsky, and this is Tyler's 10 Tips for Week 8. The whole point of these podcasts is to deliver you concise fantasy advice in under 15 minutes, so let's dive in. Trade away Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones scored a late TD after Raiders turnover last week, saving his fantasy week, making him a prime trade high candidate. Rojo currently sits at RB12 in PPR leagues, a legit RB1, as he scored double-digit fantasy points in every week this year. However, this all changes with a healthy and acclimated Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones' usage went way down with Fournette back on the field. He only saw 15 opportunities, that's targets and carries, in this game, when he's seen at least 22 in the past three. With Leonard Fournette back, Leonard Fournette saw more snaps, only saw 8% less rush attempts. Fournette ran more routes, saw more targets, was on the field for all two-minute situations and all of the third and long situations. This is all really bad for Ronald Jones' future outlook. No one is panicking on Rojo right now because of that late TD he had last week. If the Raiders don't turn over the ball, there's some dumb luck there. Rojo only has five points on the week and people are like, oh no, Fournette's back, Rojo's trash. But... Rojo got that touchdown, so you have this opportunity to trade Rojo away right now. Capitalize on this luck. He's splitting time with Fournette, and he's not getting the time that we like. He's not using the pass game. Rojo's going to be game script dependent, low-end RB2 going forward, and honestly, I could see him as an RB3 for the rest of the season. Trade him now while he still has some value. I'd straight up flip Rojo for the following running backs. Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, or Chase Edmonds, no thought I'd do that. I would smash except if I saw any of those three names in my trade box for Rojo. Tip number two, acquire Logan Thomas. He's probably going to be on waivers, but he also, in my opinion, is worth trading a bench piece for. There's a lot of hype around Logan Thomas heading into the season, but that was quickly derailed by Haskins in this anemic offense. But apparently Kyle Allen at the helm was all Logan Thomas need to write his ship. He is now fantasy viable after two weeks with Kyle Allen. While the TDs in back-to-back weeks certainly help Logan Thomas's fantasy outlook, if you take away those two TDs, he still would have had his two best weeks since week one. Thomas is, again, Thomas is on a bye week. He's going to be easy to acquire, but I am jumping back on the Logan Thomas train of him being a tight end one. A low end tight end one, but still a tight end one. I know the offense is bad, but he sees elite usage. He's running a lot of routes. He sees a lot of snaps. I'm back on board, baby. Logan Thomas moving forward. Tip number three is acquire Henry Ruggs. Now that Ruggs is presumably healthy, we are seeing an uptick in snaps and route run. In fact, he set a season high in both of those in week seven. This is good news. The floor can be a bit scary, I get it, but the Raiders seem to be moving him a lot around in the formation and are giving him more downfield shots. The Raiders also have a really good passing matchup going forward. They get the Chiefs in Week 11, Falcons in Week 12, and Jets in Week 13. These three are particularly juicy and leaves us time for Ruggs to establish himself going up to this three-game stretch. 
I would say go out and try to get Ruggs now. You can probably acquire him for very cheap. He's exactly the kind of player you want in your flex going forward, especially in these good matchups. I'm a fan of Ruggs. Get him on your roster. Tip number four is drop Tyler Higby. We have come a long way since uh, those Higby truthers taking a victory lap in week three. The down and dirty about Tyler Higby, he isn't used in third or long situations. He isn't used in two-minute situations. He's blocking at a much higher rate. Gerald Everett is becoming a thing. And the Rams are NFL's top rushing team. It's time to cut bait. I've been telling you to trade him away for weeks. At this point, I'd rather have Logan Thomas or Eric Ebron going forward. Tyler Higby is not a fantasy option. Tip number five is acquire Irv Smith. A good replacement for Tyler Higby. But he's a good tight end to grab and put on your bench or start in a pinch. He was on a bye last week, so he's likely available. He's seen a bit of a breakout prior to that bye, specifically in the last two games. He's ran a season high percentage of routes at 73% and 79% in those two games. Routes runner-up, snap counts up, and he's seen five targets in each of the two past games. He could be on the verge of a decent breakout. I'm not saying he's got top eight upside, but again... He's in that Logan Thomas range of, yeah, this guy could finish as a low-end tight end one. If you're hurting at tight end, Irv Smith's a great guy to get on that roster. Tip number six is start Richard Higgins. Raiders in the Browns game has a 51.5 over-under, and I actually like this game to go over this week as both of these teams' pass defenses are bad. Namely, the Raiders' pass defense is 26th in DVOA and allows the 28th most yards allowed per pass. And historically... So far this season, the Browns and the Raiders are just allowing a lot of points in the game. They're scoring a lot of points, and they're giving up a lot of points. The reason I like Higgins, obviously, is the OBJ injury. Unfortunate to see OBJ get hurt, but Higgins is in a position to step right into that role, and he seems to have great chemistry with Baker Mayfield. Baker has thrown 65 passes to Higgins in his career, completing 74% of those for 705 yards and 7 touchdowns. That's pretty solid. And then you look at the exact game, you know, the game last week, the actual sample size, he accounted for over 20% of the targets and over 30% of the team's air yards and finished the day with 6 catches for 110 yards. He's getting looks on play action. He's getting looks when there are linebackers or safety on him. It seems as though they're almost scheming Higgins into the game. You throw that in with all the other stats I said, and Baker has the connection with him. I like Higgins as his top 36 play this week. I'd be plugging him in my flex. This game could easily go over that 51.5. Tip number seven is start Derek Carr. It shouldn't surprise you, as I just said how much I like this game to go over. A lot of points are going to be scored. I like Derek Carr this week. The Browns have allowed a top 14 QB performance in four of the last five games. And this Browns team is a true run funnel as their run defense is pretty tough. Browns allow the fourth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And unsurprisingly, have allowed the fourth most passing touchdowns. It's just a beautiful matchup for Carr with a high over-under. He's in my top 12 this week. Tip number eight, you might as well call this a tight end podcast, but acquire Dallas Goddard. Wentz has quietly been a top 10 QB with literally zero weapons to work with. There's been no one for him to pass the ball to, no disrespect to Travis Fulgham, but it's been rough for him and he's still getting it done. And to boot, the Eagles have one of the easiest, most pass-friendly schedules moving forward. And, cherry on top, the Eagles played Dallas in Week 16 and Dallas is literally free fantasy points. 
Once Dallas Goddard is good to go, he's already flashed that he has top five upside. He, he was incredible in the games that we've seen him this year. And then you look at Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is dust and he's hurt. It is not too crazy to think that Dallas Goddard turns into the Eagles' top pass weapon. While he's not George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, those type of numbers would not surprise me once he's healthy, given the talent, the situation, the opportunity, and the easy schedule. Get yourself some Dallas Goddard, especially if you're a contending team. I really think he's going to be a difference maker down the stretch. Tip number nine is acquire Chase Edmonds. Sometimes it's okay to acquire a player when his value is sky high, and this is the exact time to do it. As long as Drake is out, Edmonds is a locked and loaded RB1. With the cards on by this week, there could be an opportunity to grab him, especially from a team who's hurting and really needs a win this week, or just a team who doesn't value Edmonds as an RB1 who thinks, oh, he's going to be a decent RB2, like a Giovanni Bernard or something like that. No, Edmonds is a legit running back. And then you look at the Cardinals' schedule, weeks 9, Dolphins. Week 10, Buffalo Bills. Week 11, Seattle Seahawks. All great matchups for the run. Not to mention that the Cardinals are such a threat through the air. And, and Kyler Murray, honestly, is a threat on the ground that Edmonds is not a guy defense can focus on. Edmonds has already looked better than Drake. I'm ready to ride this Edmonds thing as long as I can. You need to trade and get Edmonds on your team. He's going to win people weeks. Tip number 10 is sit DeAndre Swift. He has been great the last two weeks, but that's because he's played the Jaguars and the Falcons. You look at the peripherals, and they're not the best. You saw a 45% snap rate last week, and that is his season high. We're looking at a guy who's getting 10 to 15 touches. While that's fine for the flex and good to decent matchups, the Colts are a very good defense, and he just isn't the kind of player who's getting enough volume against a good defense that I'm going to want him in my lineup. I understand you might be in a pinch that you need to start Swift, and I completely get that, but you need to temper expectations. I would be sitting DeAndre Swift if I could. It's just not a good matchup, and he's not getting enough opportunity. That'll do it for Tyler's 10 Tips for Week 8. You can follow me on Twitter, at FFTylero. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.